Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 98, the Oscars 2020, a brief recap. there ladies and gentlemen of the north south east and west and welcome to another episode of film focus i'm your host the hype is only 55 and i'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion and today we have a bit of an impromptu episode i had another episode in mind to go about and do before this but because this is more of a pressing matter that's happening in the world of film news i thought you know what screw it we'll just drop this in right now so as you heard at the start of the episode we're going to be talking about the oscars but not in in-depth detail we're just going to be doing a brief recap so before we get into the you know fine line details let me talk about some you know specifics now the oscars i know to the film industry and to a lot of people that's been part of that for a while whether you're a film fan or you know obviously a participant in like you know creating films and then getting nominated and potentially winning it's as a staple of the uh, film industry loads of people really like it it has like a certain prestige and um, you know obviously having an Oscar can be like one of the sort of things that elevates your film elevates your career uh, makes you remembered throughout film history and all that kind of jazz but at the same time we've definitely noticed especially in the last five years or so that the interest in the Oscars from like you know not only casual casual film goers but also you know, general, uh, you know, film fans in general has started to dwindle, and that is because the Oscars, for as good as they are at recognizing talent from, like, you know, various different types of films, at the same time, there is this pattern of certain types of films that will always be nominated and then most likely win, and it does get fairly grating and boring seeing the same types of films year after year getting nominated while there are plenty of really good quality-based films that just don't fit into the Oscar mold that never get any appreciation. And I know, this, this is like, you know, was it a recurring thing that's been going on for years? Um, it's just one of the sort of things which can, you know, get very grating and boring and there's no wonder why people just tend to not pay attention to the Oscars as much as they used to just because this series of repetition in the uh, way in which certain films are made to fit into that Oscar mold and then eventually get the nomination is just... Oh, it can be insufferable and this is the first year for a while where I'm just like I really just don't care about who wins this year now granted, I say that but at the same time, there are a handful of films that have been nominated that were really, like, you know, engaging to me in the year of 2019. And there were certain films or certain individuals that I was hoping would get, like, you know, was it nominated and win. And, you know, with the results now out in the open, I can say it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Now granted, a lot of the oscar films i ended up seeing last year but this year there was at least i'd say maybe a third of them that i didn't get to see so i can't really speak on a lot of the you know award winners just because some of those departments i just don't have an opinion on because i haven't seen them yet but i would say the oscars this year i didn't watch the show but the winners have been mm, a combination of like um to be expected to some unexpected elements here and there so i'm briefly going to go over like you know the major like awards that were won last night so without further ado we're just going to jump into this thing it's going to be fairly brief fairly casual 
And as you know, I appreciate film, but I'm not like, you know, some sort of next level, uh, you know, film guy. I'm literally just going to talk about it as is as a casual, super fun time film dude. So, yeah, please don't expect like, you know, some next level film commentary from me. <laughs> that is not why you come over here. But anyway, without further ado, we're going to jump in. All right. So we're going to start out with the most notable award. Who won Best Picture? And the winner was a surprise, but a welcome one for sure. It was Parasite. Now, if you listen to this podcast, then you would know that Parasite was my favorite film of last year. And like I said in that episode beforehand, I ended up watching Parasite literally just before the major buzz of the film started to kick off with most audiences who ended up seeing it, you know, over here in like, you know, Canada and America. I only heard just a few rumblings about it from the, you know, film festival circuit. And because like um, John Campier from like, you know, his own show online, he mentioned how good it was. I literally just went in, didn't see any trailers, but because I knew the director had made like, you know, Snowpiercer and Okjar, I'm like, okay, this are probably going to be pretty good. But for me, this was my favorite film from him so far. It was such a unique, different and fun, weird, strange experience. It had such a great variety in terms of its tone, its story, and the way in which he handled the characters and had all these interesting things to do with its uh, themes and the way in which it handles certain things and like you know the film zigged when you expected it to zag and it just went on this incredible journey and I understand that there were certain people that you know weren't keen on the film or just didn't get it or didn't understand the hype and that's understandable every so often there is a film that will you know start to generate hype within the film community and there's certain people that like you know just won't resonate you know that happens with me a lot with certain films that have like you know risen to the top of everyone's favorite film list and I'm just like what's the deal I, I don't see what the hype is I mean You know, you can respect the film for what it does, but then you're still just like, you know, not overly impressed. But for me, Parasite was just one of the most unique things I've seen in the cinema for years. And I was just like, yo, if you get the time, check it out. It is an incredibly unique and interesting and well put together film. And I'm so glad it won. It brings joy to my soul. And, you know, it was up against some really tough competition like 1917, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and so on and so forth. But I'm glad it won. It brings happiness to my heart. And, yeah, good times. Good times. All right, so now this is where it starts to get a little, like, you know, is it uh, messy for me? So when it comes to Best Actress, I haven't seen any of the films that these women are in, although obviously I'm aware of who these actresses are. I had heard a lot of really good things about Cynthia Evero for her role as uh, in Harriet, but I just didn't get around to seeing that. Judy, I don't think even had like that much of a major release around like you know where I was living in Canada. Marriage Story had a limited release in like you know varying small amounts of cinemas around, and I didn't get to catch that because I was too busy. Bombshell sort of came and disappeared out of like the blue, and Little Women I've heard good things about, but again I didn't have the time to check it out, so. I mean, good for Renelle Zellweger for, like, you know, winning, but, yeah, I can't contribute much to that department. When it comes to Best Actor, the fact that Joaquin Phoenix won for, like, you know, as a Joker does definitely bring, you know, a smile to my face. His role um, in that film was absolutely incredible. I have not seen that much of a magnetic and... um, engaging performance he put his 100% into that film and regardless of how you feel about Joker as a film and whether it like you know relates to its source material or not or how it handles mental illness you cannot deny that Joaquin Phoenix's performance was like you know pretty much pitch perfect it was damn good 
And as a new incarnation of the Joker character, I think he brought something new and interesting to it, just like Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger did before him. Sorry, Jared Leto, but your, you know, role was kind of crappy. But yeah, no, Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in the movie, and his speech was really heartfelt. You could see that it was genuine, and I was just like, yo, much love and respect to this dude. He knows what he's talking about, and yeah, can't help but like, you know, was it um, show love. And then you have Best Director, and that's uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Again, an incredible movie from an incredible director, and I was very happy with that. I would have been just as happy to see Sam Mendes win for 1917, just because that film was amazing. But yeah, again, Parasite was my favorite film of last year, so I'm happy with this result. As for Best Original Song, I have only seen Toy Story 4, so... Uh, I don't really remember the song from that film all that well, but I heard a lot of good things about Rocket Man, and I'm hopefully going to see that soon. So, yeah, good for Rocket Man for winning. And then you have Best Original Score. Now, this department specifically, I wanted so badly for Thomas Newman to win for 1917 because, as I said in my review for that film, 1917 has the trifecta of Sam Mendes as director, Roger Deakins in the cinematography, and Thomas Newman's amazing film score as the three pieces of this amazing Triforce that made this amazing film. But alas, my man didn't win. It went to Joker. Now, Hilda, her last name I'm not going to pronounce because I'm not going to look like a dummy on my podcast, even though that tends to happen a lot. Her score for the uh, Joker movie was very impressive, it was haunting, it elevated everything to 11, and it was really, really good. I will not deny her her winnings for this film. It was, uh, you know, her first time in a major film, and she won it, so, you know, congrats to her. I really hope that she gets more work, like, you know, was it in future films, because her sound was very unique. And then we had Best International Feature, and again, Parasite won, which was... Um, unsurprising but at the same time a welcome surprise you know the film again is really good i would have liked to have seen you know pain and glory win because that was another film that sort of sneaked under the radar of a lot of people and i ended up catching it when i was back in the uk in the summer i think back in either late july or early august and the film was very impressive it's really well made and it's a very unique and interesting kind of film fairly subdued um, and it does take a little, I wouldn't say take a little while to get going, it's more that it's a slower pace kind of movie, but it's a really good one. So I would have been happy to see Pain and Glory take that, but again, Parasite was good, so I'm happy with that film taking that, you know, award. Alright, moving on to the best visual effects. This was an interesting department. Avengers Endgame, like most comic movies, I don't think would ever win. It's nice to see it got nominated, but again, there was no chance, let's be real. The same rules apply to Star Wars. As good as like these films look, again, it sort of falls into that sort of uh, action sci-fi fantasy that's just, you know, fun for the masses, but I don't think it'll ever get recognized by the Academy. So then you're really looking at like, you know, The Irishman, Lion King, and 1917. The Irishman had some pretty stellar special effects done for the de-aging of like all of their major characters, but I still feel like it wasn't as clean as some people were making it out to be. And The Lion King, while it's photorealistic, like, you know, animals look stupidly impressive. At the same time, I'm just like, oh, you know, I still would have, like, you know, liked to see someone else win it other than that Lion King movie. Because as good as that film looked, that was the key thing that that film had going for it. It just looked good. Everything else about it fell flat. So with 1917 winning for that department, I'm happy, man. 
I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where those special effects came into play, but the film looked clean as hell, so I'm happy that that film won. In terms of best film editing, Ford v Ferrari won, and I'm not surprised that film had some really nicely put you know, uh, sequences, and it was all cut together in a really nice manner, so I'm happy that that film won in that department. But the other major department that I was really looking at, which I hoped would, you know, be won in a satisfactory manner, would be Best Cinematography. Now, you know my boy, Roger Deakins, yeah? Maz has been nominated for, like, you know, was it the Oscar in the Cinematography Department 15 times! And he's been, you know, dismissed so many times until he won for Blade Runner 2049, rightly so, because his material in that film was absolutely incredible. And the man outdone himself again in 1917, so the fact that he won for this one brought joy to my soul. Because 1917's, like, you know, was it camera work, was nothing short of stellar. And obviously... You have the one-take gimmick, which, you know, at first seems a little, like, you know, hokey. And it's like, oh, how are they going to be able to pull this off and make it look good? But, like I said in my review, everything just flows in a very continuous manner. There's only a handful of times you can ever notice the cuts. And everything is articulated and crafted in such a beautiful manner. It is absolutely incredible. And the great thing is, the way in which it's handled... There is nowhere for, you know, the characters to hide. Everything has to work like clockwork. And obviously, if someone messed up, you know, everything would have to be done again. But it was done in such a smooth way where it transitioned from scene to scene and still was able to look as beautiful as it was with that signature style that Deacons brings with such wonderfully wide and beautiful shots with great use of color and lighting and all this stuff. That film blew my mind visually, man. I'm just like, damn, dude. So again... So happy that Deacons won. The man is pitch perfect and I appreciated his speech as well because it felt like a very calm and chilled out kind of like, um, you know, speech. But he also was very sincere in about like, you know, was it who he worked with? He clearly likes what he's doing and obviously likes um, likes to acknowledge like all of the people that he's worked with. So, yeah, it was a good time, a good time. All right, and when it comes to when it comes to best supporting actress, again, these are films I haven't seen, but I've heard really good things about. Um, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, I've heard good things, but again, I didn't get around to seeing that. Little Women, I heard really good things, but again, I haven't seen it. But I heard Florence Pugh was good. Margot Robbie in Bombshell, I've heard mixed things about Bombshell, and I honestly don't know how well any of the actresses have done in that film. But again, I heard so-so eh, things. And Kathy Bates in Richard Joel is. Also another person I heard really good things about. And Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Again, heard really good things, haven't seen. But the fact that Laura Dern won for Marriage Story seems to be about right. In the conversation leading up to the Oscars, I heard a lot of buzz about her performance in the film being really good. So I'm happy that she won because obviously she's a pretty impressive actress, you know what I mean? And then you have Best Supporting Actor. And yeah, man, this was also another one of those really interesting departments because you had like Al Pacino and Joe Pesci from The Irishman. You also had Anthony Hopkins from The Two Popes, Tom Hanks from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've only seen two of those films, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman, and I honestly thought it might be Joe Pesci or Al Pacino that would have won, but I'm very happy that Brad Pitt won 
for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he was really good, really engaging, really fun. He has such a great screen presence and charisma about him and he was very, you know, magnetic in the role. And his speech was also pretty nice. It was very heartwarming. He, you know, obviously gave a lot, showed a lot of love to not only Tarantino but also his children and obviously, you know, he really cares about this and I just, I like Brad Pitt, man. Again, if you talk to me like, you know, just before 10 years ago, I would have told you I don't give a monkeys about Brad Pitt. But now, I really like this guy. He's really turned it around for me and I just watch him in most things that he's in because he's cool and he's not just pretty. He can act pretty well as well. And finally, the only other department I really want to talk about was Best Animated Film. Now, this film department was pretty lackluster, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, there was at least one or two films that I would have, like, you know, you know, looked at. I Lost My Body and How to Train a Dragon 3 were my two favorite films in the animation department from last year. I haven't seen Claws yet, but I heard really great things. And Missing Link looked great, another really solid looking film from Leica, but I don't think it had nearly as compelling source material to work with. Well, I mean, when I mean source material, in terms of having a good story and characters, it had nothing on Kubo, nothing on Paranorman, or nothing on Coraline. And yeah, it was just a film that sort of fell flat a little bit. And Toy Story 4, for as many interesting things that I did with its story and, you know, progressing the, uh, you know, film franchise for Woody and some of the other returning characters, it just didn't resonate with me in the same way that the first three films did. And, you know, while I was pretty positive on it overall when I first saw it, I was, afterwards I was just like, eh, you know, yeah, I still would have been happy if it was just a trilogy as opposed to a number four. But as long as this is where the series ends, that's fine. So Toy Story 4 technically, you know, won for Best Anime Feature, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it's another standard Pixar film winning, and... You know, I wouldn't be so, you know, blasé about it if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, this film was just kind of average. And I feel like How to Train a Dragon 3 did such a better job in the story department and the character department and features such a beautiful send-off for the franchise. It had heart. And it's not to say that, you know, Toy Story 4 didn't have it, but I just don't think it had the same sort of emotional power that most of these Pixar films usually have. So, yeah, that's... That's all I can say about that department, really. I know there's other departments that we could have talked about, like sound, editing, sound, mixing, and, you know, best adapted screenplay and best original screenplay, but I honestly don't have much to, you know, contribute to that department. So in the end, yeah, you know, another Oscars comes and goes. And, you know, again, I'm happy for 1917 and Parasite for their wins. And, um, yeah, you know, they are important to a degree, but at the same time, they cannot define like you know what people like and what people dislike and what's supposed to be like you know the best stuff of the year everybody has an opinion and you should always use it and yeah man let's just all be cool about like you know what films we like and what we dislike and let's also hope that the oscars wises up and then you know starts to look outside of the box a little bit with the films that they choose to nominate in the future because there's only so long that they can keep doing the same old tired oh this is a standard drama or a biopic or based on true events film which is just the same palaver let's let's just move away from that and get something outside of the box baby baby anyway 
that's all I have to say about this. If you have any thoughts about the Oscar winners, please be sure to drop them in the comment section below or holler at me on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. And yeah, check out the Facebook post uh, page. Sorry, and uh, yeah, standard. We're always on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. So like, uh, give me some comments, some ratings, uh, subscribe, and all that jazz. And yeah, until the next time, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hypers Hundred Fifty Five signing out. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.